Hello, I'm the intro. And I'm Gerard Peralta from Serial 9. Hello, I'm Kevin Peterson from Serial 9. And I'm Ryan Benoit from Not Serial 9. And this is Serial Podcast 9. So today, uh, because I hopefully this episode is airing on July 7th, we're going to talk about... RX-7s, apparently. Oh, I thought we were going to talk about X-7s, because that seems more in line with... Serial. Uh, no, I'm, I'm fucking playing. I mean, I'd love to talk about X7s. Yeah, I'm well, more down to talk about X7s. <laughs> well, I think we'll <laughs> no, get there. Talk about X7s. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we'll get there. <laughs> should Should July 7th? That'll be the first question that we uh, ask. We get into. But first, we actually have a uh, question from a viewer, listener. Now, yeah, if you've listened good. to a lot of these episodes, we've grazed over it a few times. But I think if we be really poignant about it, that would be good. Question comes from. JN period Miata and they ask I'd love to hear about what kind of media so YouTube movies magazines etc influenced the group and what the group is currently watching slash reading thanks exclamation point uh yeah I don't know I like I uh, had a bunch of weird different car magazines growing up uh like from you know import mags and lowrider mags and like rat rod mags but uh then i became like video option um that sort of stuff and then then the internet came out and you could like download videos on kazaa and like limewire but what do you watch listen to and like what do you engage with now i guess um kevin doesn't watch youtube i mean i do watch some youtube but yeah i don't know how to sharpen a knife. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How to start watch, a like, fire with toilet paper and fucking sticks. I watch like videos of like grass growing and like paint drying. Yeah. Uh, you know, like the YouTube for cats where they just like birds on the screen for 10 hours. That's that's a good one. Where do you get your car media? Or is it like, <laughs> I guess it would be Instagram, isn't it? Don't you just get it from Instagram? Uh, yeah, I guess I would primarily get it from Instagram and my Facebook page or my, my Facebook page, my Facebook and yeah, I don't know, YouTube. But I don't consistently watch many YouTube channels. Yeah, I don't really either. <laughs> and I always mean to, but uh, it's a thing I would like to do, but I don't. Um, but I'll answer after Gerard. I feel like I could answer yes. Gerard's. I feel like I could answer it for Gerard. Would that be more fun? I don't know. But Gerard, uh, you, yeah. try. You, go ahead. you should almost like get Gerard to not listen uh, and answer for Gerard and then have Gerard come back and ooh, give his answer. Like the dating game or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Game. Uh, I'm pretty sure Gerard's answer is hey. he likes like the, he didn't like Super Street growing up sport compact tuner i think he liked and maybe like the honda <laughs> magazines and then when he got older it was like he fully went into just like the vip magazines from japan uh and then he also really like in the 2000s this 2003 era ish he really <laughs> dived into like option magazine and that was kind of his jam and then if you <laughs> were to fast forward to today uh, Gerard, I think, watches YouTube videos of people that have really high production value. So like that Enot, I think, is one that Gerard really likes. Uh, and then the tricky thing about Gerard is he also has this giant soft spot for like all 
things Russian automotive related. So it's always like, what's going on in Russia? And Gerard will be like, this is what they're doing in Russia. And it's the only car guy I've ever met that's like very occupied with what's going on in Russia. When you said soft spot, I thought you were going to start talking about like food videos. Oh, I mean. no. I know. Did I, what did I miss, Gerard? Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, growing up, I was very into like Turbo Magazine, uh, Sport Compact Car and all those were like pretty good, but Turbo seemed to kind of have the most tech and like was like the most cutting edge as far as like the craziest stuff. Um, but I was also into like cars and car conversions, which is like, you know, British weird fucking built cars and, you know, weird stuff like that. And like uh, I was into British Fords and German Fords and <laughs> American Fords. So, you know, Hot Rod Magazines as well grew up on car and driver road and track like literally had subscriptions the whole time i was growing up so i read all that stuff but yeah then it progressed basically from from turbo magazine and like the honda you know california tuning stuff to like option videos i saw my first drifting video and then you know i saw that video with tezuka in the in the jzx81 and i was like yo what the hell's that and then you know literally religiously watching option every sunday or every sort of thing i can get my hand on hands on uh and then i uh, discovered Dory Tan magazine, so Drift Heaven, uh, and I, you know, discovered a, a Japanese bookstore called Iwase, and then I basically just went and got a subscription to Dory Tan, and VIP style, uh, and I would go there religiously and pick up my magazines every month, and I probably have four to six years worth of Dory Tan and, and VIP style magazines that were very influential to me. Yeah, my favorite stuff is a combination of like drifting and VIP. So sedan makes sense and drifting makes sense. And yeah, yeah, Gerard and I both have all of our magazines from growing up, like at the shop. So mine are actually at my house, but I do have some at the shop. But yeah, I have like stacks and stacks here at home. I was looking at them, some of them today. Like I always look at the the spines of them and I'm like, oh, I should look at this. But then I feel weird yeah. just like diving into your guys' shit and being like, I'm just going mean, to look at all That's what it's there for. I know, but they look yeah. real like, at this point, they're probably like 20-year-old magazines or 30-year-old magazines. Yeah. Ah, it just seems like a, yeah. not to, it's not to fuck with. Like, but it would be else? educational. <laughs> what else are they for, you know? <laughs> memories i guess i don't know yeah um you know what's so, crazy though is like you could i could probably open uh like a like a copy of vip style like 2006 2005 and like the shit is the same you know what i mean like the cars might be slightly different because they're you know older and newer they probably have newer cars and stuff now but like everything you know it always just goes in a circle and like the stuff <laughs> that actually is like classically dope just always stays yeah, same as drift stays. same as drift cars you know what yeah. I mean? We always hold like, on to the good the stuff. The coolest drift cars. Yeah, like the coolest drift cars, in my opinion, haven't really changed since 2003. Like, Yeah, that's fair. Um, so what are you watching or listening to now? Aside from all that like classic stuff, where do you go to get your... Uh, I mean, honestly, yeah, I don't have a whole lot of time to dive into like YouTube, YouTubers, videos and stuff like that. But I do, I do watch... Um, like I like seeing stuff like like Salmon, Adam LZ. I do watch those guys. Uh, I did watch Eot for a bit. Salmon uh, I is what I meant to say. Pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I do watch Eot for a bit. The production was definitely really good. Um, you know, he he blew up real fast. Um, but I do kind of more enjoy stuff like uh, like Ryan Turk. He's building that Formula Supra stuff like that, and then just like car builds that are pretty crazy. Um, and like you said, Russian stuff like HGK, 
uh, those guys and, and basically like the European drift series, the Russian drift series and anything that's like ridiculous from like Latvia and like Eastern <laughs> Europe and like, I don't know, like all those places are just so, they're just so cool and like different from here that it's, it, it just seems like a really weird scene, which is funny because those drift cars don't really resemble ours that much. Like their cars are like really a lot different than like, you know, what we think is cool, quote unquote, but yeah, they're just, it's just so crazy. The scene's hmm. quite a bit different. And then there's a lot of, like, street drifting in Russia that's, like, ridiculous. Like, yeah, so super nuts. crazy. So it's, so it's like, you know, like, we got street drifting here, but it's not like that. Like, their, their street drifting is, like, you know, four cars deep manging down, you know, in front of St. Petersburg's, like, in the downtown core type of thing. I'm just like, how do you guys even do this? It's so crazy. But, um, yeah, or, like, the snow drifting in Russia is, like, you know, it's not like snow drifting here. Like I've been snow drifting here and I'm like, you know, top a second going like a hundred something, but these guys are in like fourth gear managing at like 170 down a highway, like balls to the walls. And I'm just like, this is insane. Like, this is so crazy. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's mainly on like Instagram and maybe, you know, some, some stuff on YouTube, but yeah. Uh, you did forget to mention that sometimes you go down <laughs> rabbit holes of listening to uh, exhaust notes of what, <laughs> your engine in the qx would sound like <laughs> oh yeah like i'm very into like i don't know i kind of do that thing where i like get into something and i just really really get into it so yeah i like did a ton and ton of research on like vk56s and like you know everyone's experience with them and like australian supercars and like you know that one car in australia that like has 800 horse vk and like chris forsberg and you know stuff like that and maybe it's a crazy cam profile for a one or two jz or something and i'll just like go down a rabbit hole and watch hundreds of videos on that so um yeah so for me i would get kevin to answer for me like i did for gerard but kevin asked me if my last name had two t's in it today so i'm not sure if kevin <laughs> could answer the, the the questions about me ben what uh, ben yeah. what does it have two t's you literally i always call him benowit though Literally, like once a week, we sit on a Zoom call, and my full name is out in front <laughs> in front of you. Is it um, all? I, all I see is your face. I don't see your name. Oh, there it is. So I'll do mine really quickly. I uh, grew up on Super Street because I inherited a subscription from my brother, so I had that for a very long time. You're gonna say Pass Mag? No, I'm not. I didn't like Pass Mag. None of that. <laughs> Get that out of my life. Uh, no, I. It was mostly Super Street, and then it would go to. Obviously, there was like the stuff on the Speed Channel when it was around. I'd watch some of that. Uh, and then I, we went through this in the social media episode where I say like blogs replaced magazines. So I followed blogs. I was super into Speed Hunters. Uh, I got a giant soft spot for like the Fat Lay slash Illist Mark Arsenal conglomerate. And then... From there, it was like, probably would just go to like Instagram. And I, I would say, so what I watch now or engage with now is not actually like a ton of stuff. Occasionally, I'll see something that someone like really recommends and I'll watch it. Or if I'm like, like how to put a CD009 in your IS300. Yeah, yeah. Like if that, like if Serial 9 releases a video, <laughs> even if I'm not doing it, I'll watch Gerard use a hammer to the beat of a song that he put a lot into or or i'll watch a video of kevin uh do the bushings or yeah anyway uh <laughs> is that what you did i don't even remember 
you made the engine mounts. Video. Engine mounts. No, not engine mounts. No, they're fucking <laughs> big bushings. They're bushings. Subframe bushings. Yeah. Subframe bushings. Yeah. And but I think what I mostly do now is I there's the people that I follow on Instagram or on Facebook, and a lot of the people that I follow very closely are people that I'm kind of like have I'm friends with or have like a relationship with. And I, I guess I just watch what they're doing. So like, I'd be very interested in like what the guys at proceed are doing or like what serial nines, that sense of it. And I just try to keep my finger on the pulse of what all the people in like the realm of what I'm interested in are doing. And then I try to create media that supports that when I have the time to do it. I think I stopped really engaging in a lot of media because I felt like it influenced me way too much in what I was doing. And I kept always trying to emulate other people when I should have been just trying to do my own thing. Anyway, uh, I don't know if that mm-hmm. really answers it, but that's uh, that's uh, that's into my psyche, I guess. This just turned into uh, let's just change the subject. Uh, there's, some, there's some media for you, huh? Yeah, there's <laughs> that. Um, all right. So, you guys, this will air on July 7th. Car guys love any excuse to post a picture of their car on on social media, yeah, or cars that they appreciate. And uh, the sense that we've just taken calendar months and attached them to chassis codes or car models, or yeah, models yeah, of cars, yeah. uh, is just another excuse. Uh, and I feel like one of the bigger ones is is RX Seven Day. Now I tried to get someone that was into RX sevens to be on the show. They weren't super into it. We could have had Eric back, but I feel like he used his one card for the Toyota, Toyota trucks. So uh, <laughs> he played so, his hand. Yeah. He's got one shot at the show. No, he'll be back. <laughs> but then I remembered, Hey, uh, I know of this guy who once put a rotary in a Corolla and this other guy who oh, had, yeah. a, mm-hmm. had an FB that shot flames but wasn't really fast. People just thought he was wild. Uh, and has so, built like an uh, has built like a an FC and an FD. Oh, Gerard, I wasn't actually talking about you. <laughs> no, I was. Oh, okay, okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Ooh, sure. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez, Gerard, not Ooh, everything's about you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, yeah. Surprisingly, for Toyota fanatics and sedan drifters we have a little bit of experience with rotaries and rx7s yeah i guess you know uh just to clarify i want to make sure kevin you never owned an rx7 you just had a rotary engine right i've never owned an rx7 though that's correct i would i would own an rx7 i swear even to this day i would still they're like one of the few cars that i tickle my fancy if you will Uh, which which one but the thing is you have to buy a non-toyota you have to buy a (laughs) non-toyota once in your life to actually experience other cars (laughs) other than toyotas (laughs) yeah it's true i bought a subaru once and like when's the last time you bought a (laughs) non-toyota okay the subaru was probably when i bought that terrible lemon of a subaru the g35 yeah the g35 is definitely oh yeah he did buy a g35 it did not tickle his fancy as what we've learned it's the repeating, the reoccurring theme of the G35 is good car, not for Kevin, though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which RX7, if you were to get an RX7, which one would you get? I feel like I'd get the FC. Because at this point, it's purely on like kind of whichever one you just think is the coolest. And to me, the FC is kind of the coolest. 
Really? Interesting. Oh, Gerard? Interesting. Yeah. Uh, FD, 100%. Yeah, yeah. I, when I younger me really wanted an FD, but he didn't fully understand the, the with great power comes great responsibility <laughs> bit. So, yeah. yeah. It's Toyota's... actually pretty interesting because if you if you compare the FC and the FD to the X7 and the X8, it's actually a pretty decent comparison because like the FC is quote unquote cooler, but it's also kind of like a much shittier car. Yeah, and then the FD arc- is kind yeah, of like suspension's pretty arcane, a better but it, car. The FD yeah, is also like, it's like weird less though. Cool. Is that like suspension? the transaxle or whatever? The like no, no, no that's, just, that's just. I mean, that's not suspension. That's just the drivetrain. That's like actually like a really awesome idea. It's uh, you know proprietary. So if you do swap it, there is a bunch of sh- sort of things you have to take care of. But the suspension's amazing on the FD. And and Ryan, you'd pick the FD. I would pick the FD. The FD is just a phenomenal looking car. Uh, it, and it's fun. I reached out to uh, a person who used to own it. I re- Jordan Hall had an FD after he had his um, SR powered Miata. And I was like, hey, give me a crash course because we're going to do this episode. And he was like, man, you could do an entire podcast back to back to back on this car. And you want to do like one episode on even if you're just looking at the FD. Uh, and I'll read his points to you. And yeah, we can, you can argue, you can argue with, with, with someone that's not here. So if we're talking about the FD, unbeatable styling, 25 years old, and even stock ones look better than most cars today. Awesome power to weight, 250 horsepower from a 1.3 liter with an one eighth of the moving parts of a normal combustion engine. Also, find me a better <laughs> No, okay, go, no. On. go on, right. go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Also, find me a better sounding engine. I'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> and until a year ago, they were affordable. So they were affordable for a while. Uh, I mean, that's a relative term, but sure. I'd say they're. I'd say yeah, they were affordable, just like JZXs were affordable for till a year ago, and like yeah, you know. okay, okay, yeah, they haven't gone into the stratosphere. They were like. Like if yeah, you were had an, money, an F- they were tangible. NFD is like NFD is like a sixty thousand dollar car now, like a clean yeah. FD. You could have there was a point where we were importing them, you could have got one for six to seven K. Like not mm-hmm. that it would be in great necessarily the best of shape, but you'd have your hands on an FD. And then side note, I just saw an R32 Skyline GTR with no engine, just rolling shell for sale in Montreal for twenty thousand dollars. I don't even understand the world. I mean, that's that not like. bad. A rolling yeah, shell without an engine? For yeah, an I, mean, I mean, I sold I sold my Cressida for a fairly ludicrous amount of money with no just no more no drive. All right, so. all right. It's a weird comparison to like they just used to be like got to a point where they were kind of like scrappable cars if they didn't have an engine in it. All right, uh, yeah. then uh, Jordan. Sorry, to back on topic. Jordan Hall continues with honestly, think if Mazda was able to keep developing the rotary engine, it would have been the new normal. And I and I said all good points. Uh, he said there are some. I mean, I feel I feel like they they did with the RX8. So, so I'll that. I'll just be like, eh. I'll be Gerard on that one. Yeah. Nope. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. Next. 100%. Okay. Next. Yeah. Like, we will um, get into it now. Uh, there are some cons, but who cares? And uh, and I said, haha, heat. <laughs> I, I think like the engine dealing with the heat of the engine isn't that a problem with our like if like you got to kind of that kind of so so this is one thing I'll say. Every specific car type has their own like car guy, you know, super guys are one thing and Tesla guys are one thing and like classic Corolla guys are one thing. 
but fucking rotary guys are something else, man. You will <laughs> never find another weirder group of car individuals than rotary guys. And like that list right there, where it was just like one eighth the moving parts and the best power to weight ratio that ever existed and more horsepower per liter than anything that the fucking NASA could ever come up with. And like, it's like, NASA. Dude, like <laughs> this shit, like this shit didn't work. You know, that's why it fucking is one car ever. Like it's not the fuck. You yeah. Know? Like, hang on, yeah. hang on. I don't want to shit on him too much because I reached out to him. So. <laughs> he wasn't maybe wouldn't come on the podcast. He, so fuck him. <laughs> he wasn't the one that I asked to come on the podcast. I asked Evan okay. Barr to come on the podcast. Sorry. Uh, no, yeah, I asked someone else, Evan Barr, who is uh, who is very much a rotary person, to come on, yeah. but I don't think he was interested in it. Jordan Hall, I think, was interesting because he's actually not like a diehard rotary guy. Rotary guy. He yeah. started in Hondas, uh, had a Miata, turboed it, put an SR in it, also had like GSRs on the side, had a motorbike for a while. Uh, he's done a lot of, like an Acura Legend, the Daily That. Like he's done a lot of things. He's had a decent amount of cars and kind of experienced a lot of those things. So I just thought like, I guess the to argue the point kevin's only really driven toyotas and maybe one like subaru and a nissan and then you he's very mad at these and then had a rotary but then the person that i got to like actually be like hey can you tell me a bit about it is pretty diverse in their tastes like doesn't hate a lot of like he doesn't really hate on a lot of things gets genuinely amped on most things that are cool so i did think it was interesting to see like that perspective of of the fd and yeah, i do think sure. it is a beautiful car i do agree that like there's not a ton of cars out there like it is it still looks good to this day what i was gonna say is yeah there is that sort of division between like rotary guys that just happen to fucking have rx7s because that's the only car that comes with rotaries uh or the dudes that like put them in other things like australians they basically put them in fucking anything they possibly can but then there's also the guys that just like rx7s as a car and it just happens to have a rotary engine which like they could kind of give a fuck about you know what i mean there's like yeah. tons and tons of ls swaps uh, rx7s and really... stuff like that you don't think they're you don't think they're different people uh yeah i don't know because yeah. I mean that's the thing, it's like I like the cars. I I appreciate the cars, but don't 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 I would never I'd never want to own a rotary car. <laughs> I, I mean it, yeah, it is it is like a weird because because then out now I'm all I'm thinking about is like a rotary Puerto Rican rotary starlet, like an eight second drag car, you know? Like no, yeah. just think just think Australian, like I don't know, that four rotor fucking aristo. Like, yeah, that's, yeah. That's a rotary guy. That's not an RX7 guy. That's a rotary guy. You know, like an RX7, yeah. like a rotary guy is like, like, what's his name? Uh, Mad Mike. That's a rotary guy. Like, that's also you know like I mean? fully like, an RX7 guy, too. Yeah. 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 For sure. But I mean, he also has rotaries in like fucking a bunch of other things. You know what I mean? Like to an outsider, there would seem like there's a slight level of hypocrisy. And this is very surprising because usually we're just saying that applying no, no, to I, Gerard, but to the guy that put a rotary in a Corolla. So you took yeah. like, kind of the frustrating like part of the RX-7 that why Gerard wouldn't own one and then put it yeah. in a Corolla. And so I, yeah. it's almost, it does sound like you're at that point in your life, you were a rotary guy. Maybe the rotary guys are the reasons you stopped being a rotary guy. Well, yeah, that was the thing. Um, I don't know. I, I thought it was a cool motor. I still I still think it's kind of I still think they're kind of, you know, cool. Like 
I think they sound kind of cool or luminous. They do sound pretty cool. They are. Yeah. They do sound cool. I, I think mean, the three uh, rotors sound pretty nuts, and like four rotors sound insane. Two rotors, you know, they they can sound pretty cool. I just don't prefer them. I guess but we've already all all of us have already kind of decided that the 1j is the best engine of all time <laughs> so like i mean but it, i mean that, that was what i was gonna say is like it's the same way there's toyota guys and then there's but i mean there's yeah. just jay-z people who put a jay-z in anything because yeah it's a it's the power plant you know what i mean yeah. and for some people like the rotary is the power plant you know yeah yeah and some people the ls like that's the thing it's like no matter what they're gonna build it's like they're putting that LS in. Just yeah. as a side, are Rotary guys the weirdest of the car group? Who is the weirdest of the car group? I would say Rotary guys are definitely up there. Are they the weirdest or the nerdiest? And the weirdest. Both. Weirdest. What about I mean, like nerdiest? What nerd, about like, I mean, I don't think so. Man. What about like MG dudes? Well, man, trust me. I can I come from British, British car backgrounds, and those guys are straight fucked. Like honestly, like yeah, I had a Cortina, <laughs> and. And like the you know like I'm into I'm into Cortinas, but I didn't have a Lotus Cortina. So like if you don't have a Lotus Cortina, you might as well be a fucking piece of shit under someone's shoe. So I had the wagon, and I put like this racing uh, Pinto engine in it. Pinto not being Ford Pinto, but like the actual engine was called Pinto. Uh, so it was a two liter overhead cam out of a bunch of other cars, namely a Capri. A, you know, came in the Pinto, whatever. But like my engine made more power sounded fucking cooler was more reliable than a lotus cortina engine but they were just like uh -uh, it's not a twin cam lotus engine like and eh, you're like fucking whatever so yeah it's like just well, that's because you're worse people you're not to deal with was easy i mean you're not numbers again, matching you know also so you're yeah, saying that no. a group of people called you a peasant and then that fueled you for the rest of your life to never be a peasant again <laughs> something like that they were just uh, like they were just so square man like just the weirdest dude before we go back to rx7 this is gonna maybe be controversial and i don't know if i fully think it but i always i do agree i, I do feel and maybe this will tie into it that there are certain cars that only certain types of people that can drive uh like it takes a certain type of personality type to be fully into that car fully vested and it's like a hundred percent like corollas uh Kevin is maybe the only person, only Corolla driver I've ever met that's actually like escaped Corolla, <laughs> Corollaism. Gerard had a Corolla. Yeah, I guess yeah, that's more, true. Than, more than one Corolla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you two are the only ones. Like I always find that like Corolla owners are a, like a very special breed. Dave Vickers is gonna message me later and like give me shit. But yeah, no, no, always, he, he, there's no way he far, if, if he man. tries to deny far. it. So my experience, and I do believe that Gerard's right. I think that there is people that are into the rotaries and there's people that are into the RX-7. And the people that I there's know that are- There's a crossover into, for sure. There is. Well, there has to be. It's a Venn diagram. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. Know? Totally. Uh, and then like the guys putting like LSs in, in them, I don't, I, don't, I don't get down with that. I think it's pretty whack. Someone can be mad about it, but like I just, if you're going to have an FD, if you're going to have an RX-7, have an RX-7. Embrace everything that comes with it all the headaches and learn your lessons take your lips um so do you feel that way about every car every car should just have the motor and transmission that it can no with? no i don't yeah, like, I, no, have, that's a, I have that's a silly way to think but like is. do you think do you think because this car is such like maybe a unicorn because it has the stupid engine that like 
if you want to have that car, you should have that stupid engine. Yes, I think I'll so. Tell, I think I'll that's tell you what. To go to, that is a good way. It's like I'll tell you what. You know why? That the FD is 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 viewed as that type of car where like they don't give a shit about the engine because it's the only car that you can buy that has that weight distribution, that construction, and that suspension design. No other car. I mean, the S two thousand, I guess, is kind of close, but it's not the same type of car. It's you know, it's like a roadster. It's smaller. But the, the RX-7, like, legit has, like, racing suspension. It's all aluminum, double wishbone, you know, super light. Like, yeah, the, the greenhouse is small. The car can be extremely light, well-balanced. So, like, toss the unreliable rotary, put a real, you know, whatever you want to put in there that, that gives you X amount of horsepower that keeps the balance and the potential of that chassis, then, yeah, that's those are the people that are into those cars for that reason. I get that. Also, to be fair, I think that's when Jordan sent me that list of things. I think that he was kind of alluding to all of those points. Mine is taking the engine out that you just said, like the weight distribution and all that stuff. I think that's why. (laughs) But we were just busy going, eh, wrong. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, Kevin, so let's get to why Kevin wants the FC. Yeah. Kevin, why the FC? It's just all about the looks. I don't know. Same reason I like the X7 over the X8. It's just like more angular and square. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I like, I, I like, I like cars of that generation, I guess. That's, you know. What's your favorite S chassis? S chassis? Yeah. <laughs> Kevin's like, what's that? Uh, yeah. What is that? Uh, honestly, you know, I'd have to, I'd have to like throw a wrench in that because I, I think I'd go with the S15. Hmm. That's interesting. That's not what I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to, I thought you would have to do. I think what we're learning is that we are all full of contradictions and all of our viewpoints on things. Yeah. <laughs> like there's rules that we adhere to and then we make exceptions to those rules and then we see. But I mean, it. it's all a hypothetical. It's, you know, yeah. I've, I've never once owned an S chassis. So no, I get it. But we're, when you describe and, and this, this point in, in history, yeah, it's like, there's probably not a lot of things you can do to an S13, you know? Yeah. Oh, there's, there's always things for sure. It's got to be imaginative, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, think outside the box. Yeah, none of us did the FB. You had an FB, Gerard, right? I had an FB, yeah. I don't like the, yeah, I mean, now. That was, I mean, that was the thing is that was sort of my, my car before I had the AE, AE. It was like that type of car. Like I was into these like small sort of like, actually, yeah, that was a coupe as well. So I was into these like small. And I mean, honestly, it came up and I bought it on a whim. It, it came up. It was like at this weird fucking King George dealership and it had a brand new or like a replacement, you know, engine that had been fitted from Mazda, which is really, really weird. And it was an 85 GSLSC, and which was like obviously, in my opinion, the most desirable of, of the first gen. And it was cheap. And I traded this <laughs> this Hyundai pony that had been given to me. So yeah, it made total sense at the time. And it was a great car for what it was. But then yeah, but then I got an A86, which if you put the two cars together, I guess in Kevin's sort of like, you know, what he was going for. Like the AE was an amazing chassis super cool looking car you know it was really fun but the engine was just kind of bullshit you know like it made a little bit of power but then the fb for example like yeah the chassis was kind of bullshit um but then the engine was you know torquey like revy like exciting it was fast uh you could definitely drift it like i mean except for the fact that the chassis was kind of shit and steering you know it was like a recircling ball i swear it wasn't even a rack and pinion (laughs) so yeah i mean that that was that 
Yeah, and I mean, I, I mean, I watched that one video. Like I, like I said, I was watching a lot of option video, and then that one came out, and I was just like, "Fuck, that's like a really cool car." It was like you know fl- flared, and it just looked really wild and kind of like unique. Um, and I could afford it, and it was there, and like yeah, I did like three mods, and the thing was fast and like looked pretty cool. Hmm. So, what is the path that someone takes to end up being an RX seven person? This is a hypothetical or a rotary person. Like they want to be different. Well, then that would be you, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, mean, I had a fucking rx7 yeah, yeah, and i, I was about i was literally gonna buy an fc i was like was literally going to buy the fc and it stopped to look at an x7 cressida and then just bought the cressida yeah, i was literally going to pick up a, an fc that i'd already like basically put a deposit on and like all this shit i wonder what life <laughs> would have been like serial nine would have been it. a serial seven i guess you would have just no. been like all road dude there's all the time. there's always weird things like that i remember i went to look at yeah like a 240sx one time and matt peterson came with me to look and or sorry i was with him and he was looking at a corolla and then we ended up with the opposite cars and like <laughs> i wonder what would happen if like uh you know matt had the corolla and i had the s13 you know matt yeah. would be sitting here now and we'd yeah, exactly. be all the sweet gerard burns we could handle <laughs> um, i originally really wanted a uh, honda civic and i just couldn't none of the stars aligned on that and yeah so i ended up with a mazda which I think probably just gave me room to like jump around into the other things. I wonder if I would have had a Honda, if I would have just stayed a Honda person. Cause it seems like not all, but a lot of Honda people like kind of stick it out with Hondas. Not I, don't know, but I, I think I feel like there's not a lot of reasons to jump ship from Honda. Maybe unless I mean, you want to drift. Yeah, go on. yeah. I kind of disagree, man. I think, I feel like a lot of people came from Hondas. Like if you probably, if we did a poll of like how many people came from Hondas, I guarantee you it'd be like a fucking massive amount of like drift dudes and like dudes that have like, you know, Supras and like all sorts of shit. I feel like, like that, like that was the only car that was you yeah. kids were modifying though. You know what I mean? Like, I think it'd be a generational thing. Exactly. Maybe. Like, maybe. I mean, cause I think Gerard, your generation, not that it's like a terrible gap, but like, the era that you came up in it, it to like Kevin's point was like, that was the, like the lion's share of the market was Hondas. People started branching out. I know a lot of Honda people like coming up that stayed Honda. And I, this is a side I've noticed when I moved to Vancouver, there wasn't a lot of like overlap in the scene. It was kind of like, if you're into what we're into, you're in your own group. And then the Honda guys are in their own group. And like the RX-7 dudes are in their own, like there's space for everyone. And the scene that I came up in wasn't big enough for people to segregate. So like I had to hang out with like a lot of Honda guys and I had to hang out with- That was the Cavalier guys, right? No, no, no. They weren't around. We, they weren't allowed in that. It yeah. was like you had to have an import. There was some amount of segregation. Yeah, I mean, they, I don't think they wanted to hang around with like the right-hand drive guys. So when I came here, I was always like, oh man, like there's tons of segregation between all these like groups and stuff. And uh, that was a, a an interesting way to look at it. But you are probably right, Gerard. There's an era where a lot of people came from Hondas and like jump ship. But like yourself and then went to mazda and then mm-hmm. landed on toyota mm-hmm. mm. i would i would think if i was yeah, like yeah yeah 
four years younger, three years younger, I definitely would have had my first car as a Honda because I don't think maybe, or, or sorry, my, you know, the first car I really wanted to have and modify because I don't think I would have been exposed to drifting yet. And that, that automatically shifted my thing because like, I, I was or older if you were four years older. Yeah. Sorry. Like if yeah. you were if you were coming up on four four years 30, earlier, yeah, yeah. If you were if you were thirty nine right now, yeah, your first car would have been, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like yeah, if I was a tiny bit older, my first car would have been a Honda because I don't think I would have been exposed to drifting at the at the time I was. I was the same. Like I was right on the cusp. It was all Honda, 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 and then it just so happened that there was like I found a Mazda mx3 that i thought would be a fun alternative which wasn't yeah so and then it just like aligned because i didn't love that car there was nothing holding me to that brand it was easier to jump over to like nissan and then that put me into like the drifting scene for me hondas were sort of in the middle like my first car was a volvo and then it was like a cortina which was a british ford and then you know the the other fords and then i and then i bought a civic after having all those cars and then while building the Civic, I had the A86, I had the FB. And honestly, the car that what I was doing back then was trying to buy and sell cars to get a Mark III Supra, which was funny because I was like, oh, that's like the car. That's like the culmination of all these cars. Like it's like, you know, turbo and like sick. And then I saw that Tezuka video and I was like, that's a Toyota and it's a sedan and like somehow has this ridiculous engine. And I was like, I just like never looked back from Mark III Supra. So luckily I never had one. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, what would that, that so would have been, like, been like? That that would whole been the podcast in itself on like mistakes you've made. Oh yeah. man. Uh, <laughs> hypothetical mistakes you've made. So we've strayed But I did from, build one. I mean, I, I built a Mark III Supra with with a good friend of mine. We've Anyways, we've strayed on. a bit from RX Seven Day, which is fine. I don't I don't hate where we've gone. <laughs> um, <laughs> here's a question then, because I, I feel like it's going to come up sooner than later, and it's easier to ask it now. In your perspective, you two, is July seventh? Should it be RX Seven Day, or should it just be X Seven Day? Should it be the Toyota X Seven Appreciation Day? Yeah, he's sick. I mean, for sure. That's what we do. We definitely, I mean, when I had an X7, I would always post, post up. Yeah, exactly. I have, you know, I, I'm not in that culture, so I don't post up RX7s on that day, but I have posted my X7 on that day in the past. All right. So now an X7 versus versus an RX7. (laughs) Why an X7 over an RX7? Uh, either i don't know i don't have an answer i honestly could not tell you because it's a toyota and it has four power windows and four doors and four seat belts and is comfortable (laughs) in the back and has power heated mirrors and a power sunroof and then you can put a jay-z in it and it hauls fucking ass and that's kind of sicker than the fc where it's super tiny and the controls and all the instrumentation looks like it's from someone someone's vision of what the 70s would look like how is everything yeah, orange how is yeah. every single thing orange it's so bad but yeah i mean oh, yeah and not you only know that fuck, you know what fuck fc I take the FD. The i'm gonna take the fd <laughs> <laughs> I'm, imagining my, I'm imagining myself in the fc and i'm so angry yeah. the fd Dude, the i think busted I think mm-hmm. FCs are cool at a time. Externally, hundred percent externally. Externally, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think FDs uh, are cooler. 
an objectively beautiful car. When you Was get that- to my uh, my explanation as to why I like the FD, I can explain the <laughs> how I disagree. I disagree that it looks better than a lot of normal cars. Okay, go on. I want to hear this because I yeah. Go. Are we you done with the with the with the FD? We're, no, we're you can tell me why. Should X7 be? Should it be X7 day, Gerard, or is it? Or should RX yeah, sevens are sick. It's okay. Well, I mean, that's the thing. I literally ha- was going to buy an FC, had it already like lined up. It was a fucking beautiful car. I mean, honestly, today it'd probably be worth a fuck ton of money. I had this JDM, you know, Series Five engine or whatever. It was like an XCD clutch and all this stuff that we got from the you know the importers back then. But then I I, I drove up and I rolled up in this this X7 and the, honestly I had no prior experience really with X7s except that like I always when I drove to work I saw this one and I'm like man that thing like looks pretty cool it's to kind of look low and it like I don't know man just like bigger things when they're dumped just look more gangster it's like it's like the sedan it's kind of like weird and boxy and kind of sick looking and then like when it's lowered you're just like yo that thing looks crazy like you know like you lower a coupe it's like a coupe supposed to be low you know what i mean the coupe's fucking low to start with like there's not it's not a whole lot of difference you know it's a sports car of course it's fucking fast of course it's light of course it's it's balanced and all this shit but then you like get in this sedan and you're like yo this is actually pretty fast it's actually pretty balanced it's it's surprisingly like comfortable and then it's like it's just kind of sick. A, it looks sick because it's big and you lower it and it's like big and low and it's just more to look at. You know, it has a big ass. It's got four doors. It's like a huge trunk and a long hood and like these square headlights. It's fucking sick. And then you get inside the thing and you're like, yo, like power seats, like power one touch sunroof. Like it has all this cool shit, man. It's like when you're a kid and you're you're out in the bushes and you find one of those like wrecked cars and it's like a 1950, you know, like big ass american car and it has all those switches and shit for like the windows and you're just like what is all this stuff it's so cool it's like you're in a fucking airplane or something and then the x7 like i don't know it just kind of reminds me of that it has all this just tons of shit that's cool and the xc has like a radio you know like fuck off i I will tell you i will tell you my story really quickly here because i had the rotary corolla and i also had a stock x7 cresta at the same time or not stock, you know, I like cut the spring yeah, or whatever, yeah. and it had wheels and, but you know, nothing major done. And they were like nearly comparable drift cars, like this purpose built, <laughs> purpose built drift car, rotary Corolla, and this X7 Cressida. And I remember I traded With like a, a stock LSD. <laughs> yeah, I traded a hood for this car. And I'm like, here I am, I traded a hood for this car. And there's this other car that I've been piecing together for this long and then that, that's when i was just like man like this is it i got i gotta build this like <laughs> all right this is what i think is very funny so we talked about how there's all these different types of car guys and what they are i think it would be great to have like a reaction oh fully yeah. to people listening to yeah. us talk yeah. about it because they're like yeah. yo yeah. these dudes all really like japanese toyota sedans and they're talking yeah. about like they're trying to compare it to an RX-7 and like they're just talking about how it has power windows and back seats and a bunch <laughs> of switches. And yeah, it's like, it makes it so much better. But I wonder, yeah. like, because the thing is, it's really a hard. Digital to fucking dash, yeah, a digital fucking dash, dude. A digital dash. It is hard. Ill, dude. That nothing, nothing on it doesn't work 40 years later. Yeah, It's just yeah. a it's a funny comparison. It'd be interesting to be like, I wonder what 
they think of people yeah, like for sure. you, right? Like they're for like, sure. yeah, and then there's just these dudes that like love sedans. Like that's <laughs> fucking so weird. And and like and then because I imagine that one of the counter arguments you'd hear from an RX7 guy is Gerard, you're like, it's like an airplane. Yeah, but if it's like an airplane, isn't an FD kind of like a fighter jet when you sit in it? Like a little bit. Hey man, like you still you still haven't heard how I feel about FDs. So yeah, all right, maybe, yeah, okay, all right, all right. Tell me how you feel about FDs. Well, but one thing I want to add about X7 is it's like it's. <laughs> <laughs> We're really campaigning. Yeah, yeah. Fuck RX7. It's, 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 it's a really okay. It's just a, it's a really really nice place to be as an everyday as an everyday car. Like I, mm. I, in mine, I had these seats. They were like these crazy like Recaro like Mitsubishi seats or whatever. So I sat low in this big sedan and like, you know, it, it's not the nicest weather here. It rains a lot and shit. And it's like, you know, I just want to hop in my car, put on my beats and like cruise and like, you know, drift around here and there. And man, like the X7, it's like a really, really, really nice fucking place to be. It's, it's comfortable and you know, all that shit. And like, I've been in FCs like in the rain and it's like, honestly, it kind of fucking sucks. Like you're just, it's so cramped and there's no place to put your shit and like, yeah anyways i've already said this i stopped being a <laughs> nissan guy because of toyotas when i was like oh this is just so much better like yeah. everything about this feels better than like an s chassis and it does the same thing you know yeah. like oh wait like i had a turbo rear wheel drive well now i have a turbo rear wheel drive but it's not even like a mine was a four cylinder and now i have a six cylinder you know like and it's yeah it's all these things but more and it, you know, yeah. it is a bigger package and therefore it can hold more things, but exactly, but it is very funny. Um, what do you feel about the FD then? I want to hear this. I'm very interested. Okay. So, so why I would have an FD if I had an RX-7 is cause like, it, it's an amazing car, man. Like, like it's definitely like a technological marvel. Like that thing is basically a, a race car that you can drive. Like never in my life have I hopped in a car and been able to drive so unbelievably fucking fast and like at the limit. Cause the limit is like, you know where the limit is. It, it's blatantly right there, but like you could just dance on that limit, like completely in a, in a stock fucking car. Like it, it's just so, so balanced. And I mean, the, the one we built was like, initially had like a stock ish engine and then we had one that had basically like a you know big single turbo or whatever mm -hmm. i think it made like maybe 400 horsepower or something you know it had like nice suspension some grippy tires whatever this was it was still stancy but like you know this is in like 2000 or something so it wasn't super low and super crazy but it was you know it was something but yeah man like the balance it, it's a very comfortable interior like I mean, I do think like leather seats in those type of cars is kind of fucking weird. It's like a sports car, but it has leather seats. I think that's fucked. But like, yeah, steering wheel's nice. Dashboard's nice. You know, like you sit in the car. It's definitely like cockpit. It's like, you know, that the, the center console literally is like wrapped around you and you're just in there to do one thing. And that's fucking shred this you know like it's but it's it's a pretty comfortable car. Definitely way more comfortable than an FC. But yeah, like it's it's very driver focus like you drive that car and you get a ton of enjoyment out of it well, that sounds great and it sounds like they yeah. deserve just for the fd yeah. alone they deserve july 7th as their day yeah i mean uh, yeah i think it's very car as far as looks i think it looks pretty cool when modified i don't think like for me it's from that weird era where like egs and F fds and like all the cars were they looked like they rolled too close to like a radioactive plant and kind of melted a little bit 
like the styling's very round and very like swoopy like it can look good for sure but i don't think it looks that great stock interesting i i mean like i don't think here's the thing i don't know if a ton of cars look great stock is i guess how i feel about that i don't know maybe yeah x7 honestly like one of the best looking stock cars Go on. Uh, with you. Yeah, I was gonna say. I don't think that's true. Um, when, I, when I think when I think of stock cars, I just think of how ugly the Aristo is stock. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's it's honestly not a whole lot better after it's modified. <laughs> Get out of here! <laughs> how dare you? It goes from like a five to a seven, like an uh, eight max. You know what I mean? Like, I guess this is where our roads split, and I just like I love how they look modified and i think there's so many different variations of those cars and there's and look there's a lot of, as with any car there's some pretty awful versions of yeah. uh like gs's and aristos out there but like when it's done well i just yeah i don't know it it hits it hits home i guess it's hitting home runs um i did i did see one the other day and i thought like it was pretty sick i was yeah. like it was low in silver and had the wing and i was like oh well that's pretty that's a pretty yeah, nice car and i was like oh that's it in Aristo. When I drive by someone in an Aristo and I'm in my like forerunner, I'm always like jealous that I'm not in my Aristo. In your Aristo? Yeah. yeah I'm like, no, I, I, I totally get that. You know, it's like, well, I have one of those too. We could, you, you could see we we have things in common. Um, <laughs> I'm more than this forerunner with a rusty rear bumper. Kevin, did you switch? You would take the FD. You're over the FC. You talked yourself out of it. No, because that's the thing. Is like, I don't know. It's it's. Is that my only car? Like you know, like is it just a car I get to have because I want to have that car? I'm just asking. Like we line up two cars, and I'm gonna throw you the keys to one. You're not gonna sell it. This is the one time I'm not gonna make you pay money for the car. You can have an FC or an FD. You can do whatever the fuck you want to it after, but you're not like selling it. I think I take the FC. Yeah, sorry. Oh, you just went back. Yeah, no, I guess, yeah, it just looks so, they just look so cool from the outside that, like, yeah, I just, I would love looking at that car and be like, yo, that shit, that shit is my shit. Interesting. I I definitely think they have a look about them that's pretty cool, but I think ultimately, in my opinion, yeah, the FD, like, when it's done, even, you know, like, done, those fenders, man, just, they just go on and on, and they're so sexy, like, it's a very sexy car. Yeah, like, uh, to me, uh, and I know this doesn't resonate with you guys as much as it does probably uh, for me, is, like, in regular life, an FD just exudes, like, a certain presence, and it doesn't require an explanation. If someone sees it, they're usually like, wow, that's a really nice sports car. If someone didn't give a shit about cars, and I'm sure this has happened where someone's like, whoa, is that a Porsche? And it's like, no, you dummy. It's a, it's a fucking RX-7 FD. But, you know, like, I think when people see it, it just exudes like a thing that doesn't require an explanation. I think an FC, especially today, would require an explanation. That's not a reason to choose a car. But, like, I think just it's that objective sense of, like, objectively to me, the FD is, like, it is a beautiful yeah. thing. And then also, like, the FD was, like, a was a revolutionary like world beating car whereas the fc was basically like mazda's answer to the 944 and they're like yo we just made this car that's like way better than the porsche but hey notice us hey notice us and then everyone's like yo this porsche is sick (laughs) and then everyone's like hey you heard about this rx7 thing like uh, so where did they go wrong on the rx8 why did that fail it's a fucking pilot Uh, is there anyone that really likes the rx8 (laughs) Ilya, he likes them (laughs) And Earl, really? 
Are they tur- they're not turbocharged, are they? Yeah, they no. Yeah, they, they, are. Are. they, they are. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Therenesis. Therenesis. Oh yeah. my god. So you want to hear something? So is that like a revolutionary I, I, genesis? Dude, I I Anyways. swear when that car came out, they downgraded the power claim seven times. They're like, Yeah, yeah, it makes 330. And then like, no, it makes 315. And then they're like, uh, it makes 300. And they're like, well, actually, it's like 280. And then, like, the car came out, and people were dynoing it, I swear, at, like, 260 or something. They're like, oh, yeah, okay, uh, sorry. Well, yeah. Kevin, it had a third door on it, so. It has four doors, actually. Four it's doors, like, oh, geez. It has yeah, it's four. It's a sedan, I, bro. It is a sedan, yeah. I <laughs> confused it with the Saturn that had three doors. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've definitely worked on a few uh, RX-8s. Like, I remember when they kind of first came out, and force fed was like modifying a shit ton of them i'd roll the fenders on like every single one so i've done at least four or five six rx8s and like you know move them around driven them here and there but yeah i mean i don't know much about them as far as suspension goes but i assume it's easily as good or better than the fd and it's a pretty kind of cool looking car do rx8 <laughs> owners take a day on the calendar to appreciate their car no one cares. <laughs> no one cares if they do, no one has noticed. Just so, what are other car chassis that get days? So, like, our chassis... 886. Yeah, that's a big August one. August we 6th. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. Might be going... X8. Uh, we have one. we do X8 days. So, yeah. what's the... what is So, August There's 8th? Feb- February the 2nd, and then February the 4th, which is R32 and R34 day. Or, no, I yeah. guess that's March. Yeah, it's March. Yeah. Yeah, see, I'm... Yo, I'm going to have 147 day. <laughs> Yo. 161 day the, yeah oh, what would be what there's the, 326 look. power day oh is there serial nine's got a day yeah september 9th i always think that that should just be the day for for like the the sedan guy like the like the 161 can't have a day so it should just be that day you know like the 147 can't have a day like they yeah, should UC, just all ucf 20 can't have a day yeah, I mean, you could have a day every month. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I always think wouldn't, that people wouldn't should just rally around. Wouldn't one sixty one be January sixteenth? No. Oh, sixty one. Yeah, Matt. See, I'm. Yeah, wouldn't it be place. January sixty first? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so well, I think uh, that would put it somewhere in March. I'm sure there's somewhere where they write the fucking day and then the month. You know. I, I'm sure there is as well, but that's not as much fun, is it? <laughs> but yeah. So uh, I, yeah. What do? You, what else do you think about? about our sevens anything anything oh me uh i don't anyone i don't know anybody uh, about rx sevens right i think because i grew i like kind of came up around guys that had like a, a a real understanding of them and like they came up in the same environment where they had to appreciate other things around them as well i really appreciate rx sevens i don't think i could be an rx7 owner just because like uh, I think, like I said, there's too much responsibility. It's, when you hear people talk about like the maintenance of the car and it's kind of like, no, they're actually really reliable as long as you do one, two, three and X, Y, and Z and you take care of this, this, and this on top of that. And then what you need to do is redirect. And it's like, okay, well, I I feel like people maybe that like it really have an interest in like maybe going into that have an interest in like the engineering behind it and like problem solving. And then I feel like liking a Toyota sometimes isn't necessarily about problem solving. It's just like, no. it's like, you know, it's like, uh, except Toyota. for the chassis. 
<laughs> yeah. It's the exact same thing. It's like you buy an FD and like you have to do one mod to the chassis, which is put coilovers on it. And then you buy a Toyota and you have to do 15,000 mods on the chassis to make it decent. But then you'd have to do nothing to the drivetrain besides put a like twin plate clutch in or something. But then you buy an FD and you have to do like, yeah, five, 10 things to the motor if it survives or to make it survive. And then if it doesn't, it's like the sky's the fucking limit. Yeah. So, wh- one thing I will say is the rotary came up a while ago. You know, it wasn't a new invention. It, it didn't. It didn't hit in the 21st century. And I feel like import guys back then were getting beat on, you know? People were always making fun of them. I feel like import guys were getting bullied and they had to, like, stand up for themselves a bit. And I feel like rotary guys are the epitome of that. Like, they even got, like, made fun of by all of the other import guys. So rotary guys, (laughs) if they're into rotaries, have, like, fully just doubled down and like built this hard shell of just like no i can only like the rotary and everybody else hates me and like the rotary is the best you know i kind of feel like that's happened as well so those aren't the people that i know but i i could see what you're saying that's for sure yeah probably has to be a thing i mean yeah we're pretty close with the shop that basically like anything to do with rotaries was similar to like australia it's like every rotary has to have 500 horsepower for five minutes it's like you can't just leave the fucking thing alone. You can't do like a 300 horsepower build. It has to be like everything under the sun to make this car sick. $10,000, $15,000, $20,000 just to blow up fucking six months later at the very, very, very latest. And then do it all again. It's like dudes dudes that I know like we're in rotaries. We're like literally spending every cent they own on the fucking engine all the time, repeatedly. It's like, dude, like get out of it. like. But I mean, yeah, I mean, like it said, like Ilias has a stock-ish, you know, engine or whatever, has had it for a long time, drifted on it, and like is a proponent to the, the reliability. Yeah, the the of, only dudes I know with RX-8s, like RFC dudes. That have it as like a daily? Or, or yeah, like, I don't know, like Earl had, you know, had his FC and now he has an FD. And, you know, now he's drifting his RX-8, which is, yeah, sort of his daily all the time. So it's like... There's obviously that progression, and yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's ingrained, you know. I think Ilya, you're right. Ilya had 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 the FC, has the FD, now has the RX8. There have been, you know, he had a J690 and an X8 in there as well, but it's definitely yeah, he's the opposite here. of you guys. And it's definitely in there with him, you know. Yeah, he's the opposite. I, I don't, I don't know if he had the 90. Sorry, maybe I was thinking the Sephiro. Yeah, he had a 90. Oh, he okay. had the money. Gerard said, like, they spend all this money just to blow it up and then do it all over again. What is the most masochistic yeah, group of, of car guys? <laughs> like, think about that. Like, actually mull it over. And who just loves to be sad about their car? Like, who, like, loves to, like, <laughs> oh, I'm going to do all this stuff and it's going to blow up and then I'm going to do it all over again. Uh, I mean, I would probably say those guys, man. Yeah, really? No, it's because they're always just chasing... I mean, I mean, it could be it could be the fault of this local shop that kind of just pushes them towards that. But it's like they're always just chasing this number, and then you know they do all this stuff. It's like, oh, it's only going to be good when I get the 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 second set of injectors. It's only going to be good after I get the third pump. It's only going to be good after I, you know, get the the billet fucking whatever those things are called, 
housings and shit or no you got to get the carbon apex seals or this apex seal and it's like this manifold and that manifold and the gt you know it's like fucking drive the car man like just drive the fucking car just stop building the damn motor stop blowing up the motor on the dyno stop chasing six seven eight hundred horsepower like just build something that works and drive the car so and at that point honestly a lot of those rx7 guys that i know they don't ever drive their cars they just like they're they're basically supra guys but like but oh, I have an 800 horse. You, you could drive. You yeah, drive you, it all the time. Yeah. But I think Gerard said in past episode, the guys that get really into it put their power band at a really dumb spot with the size of turbo yeah. that they choose. So yeah. it's like, but it's I mean, it's like effective to drive. It's not fun to drive all the time. But the the beauty of the 2JZ is now that they've done enough like R&D on it, like you have thousand horsepower drift cars. So like yeah. you have to have a power band with drifting. So now you have a thousand horsepower usable power band to jay-z like some of them are 3.4 some of them are still three liters like how do you have a five to eight thousand five to nine thousand or ten thousand rpm power band with a thousand horsepower and a two jay-z like that's pretty fucking usable in my world i mean probably not the most on a street car but if you really drove the car like it could you know five thousand rpm some dimensions don't make any power. We've unsurprisingly brought this back to Jay Z Motors. We're talking about <laughs> rotors. We're like, ah, but the, the Jay Z will do it. They'll do it all day. Here's, I mean, like, because I, I, what I will say though is, like, at that level, it's it's not so much a usable power band. It's still a pretty specific power band, and they do run like turbo rotaries against the the two Jay Z at you know in that thing. It's like. They're still always at like at the top, kind of, you know. Yeah. But I mean, how many, how many relatively successful two JZ racing engines are there in all like many forms of motorsport versus yeah. successful rotaries? What about drag racing? I mean, there's drag an, racing. There's drag an racing. entire like piston versus rotary. I mean, like, event and competition. That, yeah, I'll give them that, man. That's what they're made for. Last fucking ten seconds. You know what I mean? Make eight hundred horse for ten seconds. It's 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 perfect. Yeah, and then you take it apart and examine everything and put it back together and do it again. Yeah, you don't think those guys build their motors like repeatedly? Like, oh no, no, fully. I fully, yeah, I mean, like, take them apart every event. Yeah, but like, drift car guys have to like do that and and then the big higher up stuff, I think. Yeah, I mean, I would say less. Like, I would say, I I think I I swear, Osbo, when he was running that Corolla, that like that was the level of it too. It was like it was like a 900 horsepower, the TC he drove or whatever. Yeah, that was a, wasn't that a three point four liter like a uh, Tacoma engine? No, mm-hmm. man, I swear oh. that was like the Scion motor that the car came with. Yeah, Papadakis. Papadakis. Oh, that one. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. And they had they to pull going, it they all the motors, time. like every event. Yeah. Faust had the good engine, the one that you were talking about, and then when he uh, left, he took it with him from the program, and so uh, then they had to build that one. And then was it called a two RZ or something? Two RZ, three RZ. I don't know. Sure. And then Papadakis Racing had to do all that shit to it. I wanted to go back to what you said. It was like, maybe it's a shop pushing our, like all these RX-7 owners to make horsepower. Uh, I think it's the community. I think it's probably, and it's the same thing that happens with the 2J community or the car community. And the same reason that Subaru guys put rally armor on their cars. It's like, you get into a group of people all talking the same dialect and the same interesting thing. And it's like, all of these cars are like, super stellar when you're at six or 700 horsepower or 500 horsepower. And so it becomes a giant echo chamber of people just telling you like, well, 
I've been doing this for 20 years and yeah, I've rebuilt the engine six times, but the most fun I've ever had in the car is when it's at 500 horsepower. And then that kind of sets the tone for what you're going to do with your car. I mean, I can't even imagine how fast a 700 horsepower AFD would be, or even a 500 Five. horsepower AFD yeah, would be I, amazing. The culture is probably pushing people to build that. I don't yeah. know. It's, you are the company you keep and where you go to get your information. And stuff. I, I don't particularly like rotary engines, that's for sure. Why not? Just because of what you already said. Yeah, I mean, there's viable. there's a lot. I mean, you know, granted the. the I rotary think we should motor. preface this. It's like, yeah, guys that love Toyotas probably aren't going to love rotary engines. <laughs> I think I have like a certain sort of respect and appreciation and knowledge for a lot of engines, and and you know, I have had experience with rotaries. Like I've built a few. I've driven a bunch you know, and that sort of thing. I mean, uh, you know, the FD itself suffered from a lot of the, the, the problems that all of those type of engines, you know, and that was the whole race with the twin turbo and the sequential and the, you know, best power and then most power and most usable, you know, and they, they have these valves and they have these fucking giant cast iron manifolds and shit and the stuff would melt and the stuff would crack and, you know, if you could manage that, I'm sure like a stock FD when it was new and you maintained it would probably be a phenomenal car. You know what I mean? The power band is probably great. The, the, the actual, you know, amount of power is probably good, but yeah, they had problems with like uh, all the valves that hold, you know, the second turbo and all that stuff opening, they would, they would melt. Yeah. So then, you know, we just way easier to put, take that off and put on like a decent single turbo or whatever. And then, you kind of open up a can of worms. Like they're incredibly fucking non-fuel efficient. Like they use the most amount of fuel yeah. ever. So like you have to run, you know, those injectors, double the injectors, whatever. Uh, I mean, the power band's pretty cool. The fact that they rev pretty high is kind of cool. I don't particularly like the sound. It's definitely a unique sound that like, you know, you can get down with if, it, if you have like the right exhaust. I think that it, it would appeal to me but i feel like a lot of people recognize it and it's a very like uh what's the word like it doesn't sound like anything else that's for yeah sure. it, it has like a very to me it almost sounds electric like it has like a weird like electric kind of sound to it like you know it's pretty like yeah because it, it never like, it never like stops almost you know it's yeah not like a, it's not like a like a beat like a motor is it's almost never ending you know yeah I, I do find that it's not very musical until you get to like the three and four rotors. And maybe it's just because those engines are so specialized that they rev so high that like there is a, a, a vast difference from like 3000 RPM to 10,000 RPM. Yeah, you know, like when they rev out at that level. Is yeah. Sound yeah. They rev like any of that, any, any engine combination that mad Mike has sounds fucking insane. So whatever he's doing, he, you know, but I mean, I, I would, I would, probably argue that any one of the engines in his car probably costs upwards of 30 to fifty thousand dollars so there's, there's gonna be something there right but yeah i mean like yeah i had the na1 the 13b that was like pretty cool i never ever had an issue with it and then uh yeah like i said we built that single turbo one my good buddy paula from aes had a uh street ported na for a long time that was okay but then he had a stock turbo two uh with a few bolt-ons and that thing was amazing that thing was like just like good power, good sound, good everything. And then it got stolen. So yeah, that was the end of that one. Oh, another thing, when I was in college, I was the only one allowed to drive this turbo two to get an air cared because I was in, in college and I was the only one who had experience 
I don't know, driving cool cars or something or responsible enough or whatever. Uh, so I had the job of cool cars, <laughs> air carrying a fucking an FC turbo, like a you know tenth anniversary, all white, you know the white with the white wheels and all. It was such a cool yeah. car, man. Yeah. yeah, and like the red stripe and stuff. Yeah, man. Like I drove that thing and I drifted that thing around in the rain. I was like, man, this thing's like like literally a go kart. Like it's sick. Um, what yeah, did you go to college like, for? Uh, automotive like technician or something. Oh, I don't, didn't know that. Good. <laughs> that's never come up in any of our stories (laughs) no but yeah no that i mean yeah those f yeah i guess those technically i've had experience with all except for rx8s yeah i remember like when i had my corolla like one of my friend group he had the turbo 2 fc red and yeah it had coils it was it was sick but like there was some wastegate issue which basically the wastegate would never open (laughs) <laughs> or, or or it like i don't know like wouldn't open till like 28 pounds or like basically as the rpm would go up the boost would just continuously also go up so he was super afraid then he would always just like drive it with the tiniest amount of rpm because he was uh, yeah but i was uh, thinking you were gonna say he was just thinking to shred it <laughs> no like the complete opposite like he spent all the money on the car, had absolutely no, and because it used abs- so much gas. It had the that kill switch that kills the fuel pump, so you could like start the car w- without the fuel yeah. pump, and then turn the fuel pump on because the cars would always just flood. Yeah, I remember that was another thing too. <laughs> Paulo's car like would always have to do this like spark plug dance fucking thing to fucking start the car, and like, <laughs> I was like, "What is this, man? I don't want any of this." Yeah. I want to go back to this because it's been a, you guys think that RX-7 guys are the mo- most masochistic of all the car groups and I don't think that's true I think DSM guys are the, the most I mean that's such a small group these days though I don't yeah, think it, but, uh, I don't in the day even, though I don't even they know just, a DSM guy I did and it was always always oh I just rebuilding it oh I just rebuilding it oh it's gonna have so much power well what about SR rebuild? guys I mean, there's yeah, there's that. I, I don't hang with those guys. Uh, SR. I don't know. An SR compared to a DSM was like way more uh, reliable. I mean, SRs are in my world. I would say relatively reliable for sure. Yeah, like my SR was pretty good. The guy who bought it, the second person after I had it, tried very hard to blow mine up and couldn't. Like I, you know. I get that there's there's issues with every engine, but yeah. Yeah, like my yeah. JZ burns a shit ton of oil. <laughs> Piece of junk. There you go. <laughs> uh, my yeah. JZ leaks a shit ton of oil. Yeah, that's one thing they do is leak and burn oil basically like a Honda. It's the price you pay. The yeah, I'd, you still, pay. I'd, I'd still rather have that than a rotary or a fucking Ford G63. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Okay, well, I think, I don't know. Is there anything else we can say about RX-7s? I think there, there is. I think yeah. there is. And here's what I will say. And right. what I'm going to say is this. And it starts here. And what it's going to be is <laughs> that. <laughs> Good. Okay, yeah. but so so the RX7s are they're kind of cool because they they're multifaceted. Like stanced out and FD and FC like look fucking sick. Like like a stanced FD is is like like something else, you know what I mean? But also I, I okay Go on, yeah. Yes, Kevin. I, I was just gonna say that I almost feel that the like the 
the BNFD yeah. was like the first thing that like I was just like, holy shit, like I need my car to be like <laughs> that, you know, to be on the ground, like like rim lift to fender. Like I feel What's like that? that was one one of the first cars I saw that was just mind boggling. Yeah. I remember there's that one option episode of the yellow um the yellow fd with the bn yeah. wide body and it had like yeah. the most elaborate fuel system in the trunk and like i swear it was like a polished or chrome roll cage and and the car was so fucking outrageous and i was like man like that is something else like that car is phenomenal looking like truly epitomizes like the coupe the sports coupe you know what i mean like so a stance rx7 looks amazing but yet it is a great race car and it is also mm. a great drift car. So, like, it is, like, a fully multifaceted car. Like, it, it can sort of do everything. I mean, maybe not the best daily slash, like, family car, but, you know. No, I don't think so. <laughs> if you have a real uh, small family, sure. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Is It's, like, a like I bet you if you, in the day, if you were to buy a stock RX-7 FD and, like, yeah, do coilovers and sticky tires, that was probably, like, an amazingly competent racing car you know yeah. what i mean yeah i would imagine it probably still is even yeah like yeah 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 it's like you buy that and it, and like what else were you gonna buy at that time at 300 zx like uh i guess like a supra yeah. really like but a, i don't even think the 300 zx is like the same you know like the 300... but those are all the cars that we're comparing yeah, right I it's know. like I, yeah nsx yeah supra yeah. fd and yeah 300 zx yeah turbo and that's and the then, thing that gets me about maybe the Supra. Maybe if you want the, the fucking GT, but no the GT, which car. one? The Mitsubishi 3000 GT. But yeah. Oh, I mean, that car was sick, though. But yeah, like it was definitely like the odd ban out. It was like but, the guy who you pick last on the fucking sports. That's team. what I mean. That's why like, I didn't even pick him. <laughs> See, but I think now. But those cars are sick, though. Like when they're done up, are so sick. Go we on. Just stop talking about this. We literally I talked about that. that at at the brewery. Yeah, it's so, just like so. I don't care about these guys. Uh, <laughs> I think though to go to the 300 ZX, I get why we're mentioning it, but in modern times, that's not actually the like the proper like stable car from the or from like the Nissan. You know, like realistically, you're comparing like a Skyline to an RX7 to a Supra to an NSX. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's totally true. I mean, I guess if you're like in the world, but like you're not comparing a GTR to an RX7 in you know in North America in 1995. No, no, I'm saying and, modern and day still, right now. No, no, no. You're still not though, because the you FD think... is not FD is not a two hundred fifty thousand dollar car like an R34 is a two hundred. I mean the R32, car. but or like the R32 or the R33. But I get what you're saying. But it's I'm the, saying, like the R R34 and FD are like of the same. Yeah, they're meant the to be. Year. And when people like make the memes of like choose a car, they're never putting a 300 ZX. On. <laughs> it's always like here's an NSX. The 300 here's a ZX Supra. would go with the FC. Yo, yeah. seriously though, seriously and a though, three Supra. <laughs> maybe I should buy an. Uh, maybe I should buy a Z32 now because I bet you they're still relatively reasonably priced. And that is actually one of my favorite Nissans of all time. Is a Z32 two plus two. I feel like yeah, you've got enough cars to deal with. I know, but I mean, if I'm supposed no, to get no, one of these, needs another Nissan. 
yeah. yeah the drive the quad factor you know, like i don't know there's not even a lot of roi on that car for like market research i feel like for serial nine it's like no there's you, so you want to build not. a z32 no, nope. no. The car you want to own yeah it's a car you want to own a car it's yeah it's a car that i've kind of always wanted um but yeah I feel like I have I don't have much love for those cars. I'd be like me me buying an Austin Mini, you know, the car I've always wanted. Is that a car you've always I, wanted? Oh, dude, so bad. Yeah. How am I only learning these things now? We've had so many episodes <laughs> where it's like you can do whatever, never has that once came up. What year Austin Mini do you want? Uh, it's not even called an Austin Mini, but sure. What does he want? A Mini Cooper. He wants a yeah. brand new Mini Cooper estate. No. Yeah. Yep. Mini Cooper I sedan. Want, I want a Clubman. Countryman. Yeah, yeah Countryman. Wanna... That's what it is. <laughs> uh, that's you've fun. seen it, you've that. seen the Bosby GTO, right? Like the Mitsubishi GTO, like the Bosby crazy one with like the NTO threes and shit. Yeah, the Burgundy. Yeah, like that thing is so sick. That's like, literally the car that Eric is talking about that Josh bought today yeah. and and showed you a photo of today yeah and i thought eh. <laughs> i just i can't i don't know i don't got love for him i guess i ain't got yeah. no love no for that him. that's exactly that's me and g35 sedans <laughs> and and especially g35 coupes yeah g35 coupes are i've never bad. seen a g35 coupe in my life that i liked i mean definitely not the early ones the g37 coupes definitely a lot more Ooh. The yeah, I saw one oh, man like that. Honestly, those cars are so fucking nice looking, <laughs> so well priced that like I want to buy. I want to try again. <laughs> <laughs> Round two. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I saw a G thirty seven at the gas station the other day. I was like, "That's a really nice car." But always the issue is it's a really nice car today. And then the way that Nissan's age, especially G like G's and three thirty or three fifties, is when they age, they inevitably there becomes this point where uh, they become affordable. People buy them, they make them awful, and then it makes them less desirable. Like because the examples that you see, man, shut up! How many fucking awful S thirteens do you think have been around? I can literally like when I think of S thirteens, I have to think pretty hard. To think of nice ones because every time i think of an s13 all i think of is like shitty drifty okay like, I, I saw one the other day and it had like 17 by sevens on it and i'm just like what like, like i man, don't it's 2021 okay. how do you have 17 by sevens on an s13 <laughs> you know what i mean like what do you do no doing? i get it i agree with you but or i'll at least say keep this the stock 17 by yeah sevens just leave the fucking wheels like <laughs> yeah don't <laughs> even change them i guess they're actually others. 15s on the s13 yeah i'll say this this is how i can do that is that I don't know of a lot of like super iconic G35s or like in like popular car culture media. So when you're like, oh, I can't think of a nice S chassis. It's like, I guess in my, uh, like in my Rolodex of cars, I can just think of the cream of the crop of it very easily. So I could be like, oh, Josh from Proceed. Uh, You know, like, and I can go through those and be like, Cool S 13s, cool S 14s. When you be like, name a cool G35, I'd be like, ah, and the Rolodex just keeps going and going. And then what I'm surrounded by is mediocrity. So then I replace 
cool with like the mediocre examples. Uh, we should do a quick wrap up of we didn't say in the end about RX sevens. So RX seven day, July seventh. I don't know how long this has been going on. Does anyone have any final thoughts about RX sevens? Great cars. Don't want to own one. <laughs> <laughs> I am takeaway learned that uh, Gerard went to college. Um, Kevin oh, wants a Mini Cooper, <laughs> and Gerard wants a Z32, which is a very weird takeaway to learn from RX7s. Um, yeah, I feel like that's the perfect thing to learn from, like a really weird car. Yeah, actually, a good point. We learned some weird things about ourselves and each other today, grown as individuals, yeah, we have because of the RX7. So, uh, thank you, RX7 Day, for giving us this opportunity. All right. Let's see. All right. See you guys. Thanks for listening. Sweet. Bye. Apex Heels out. <laughs>